your boy comedian will Wright, and you're now watching all jokes aside today we have miss arkansas yes i said miss arkansas all right man we back what's going on we with another episode episode four with miss arkansas how you doing today yeah how you doing you feeling good Man, I'm blessed and highly flavored. I mean, favored. <laughs> that is good. Good to know that you're highly blessed and highly, you know, flavored. I got you. I got you. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with it. I like that. You should put that on a shirt somewhere or tweet that or something. <laughs> that should be definitely right. good. So real quick, let's uh let's go with uh how you get the name Miss Arkansas. I want to know that. Well, I was born and raised in Arkansas. I'm originally from Blysville, Arkansas, right by Memphis, Tennessee. So I figured what better name to uh, be titled than my own state. Okay, okay. Now, I ain't go front. Now, I thought when I heard the name Miss Arkansas, <laughs> I was looking for Beauty of the Week, Jet Magazine. I'm not saying that's not what I see, but I'm just saying I thought I was going to get one of them pageants, one of these on me, you know. <laughs> But you know what, brother? I could have been that, but they didn't tell me about the audition till the deadline was passed. Oh, okay, okay, okay. He was hating <laughs> on you. He was hating on you. Yeah. So instead of the beauty pageant, I became the comedian. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Hey, we need good, uh, cute comedian comedians out here in these streets. <laughs> a bunch of ugly ones out here running around. <laughs> oh, long as they funny. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a plus. That's definitely a plus. That's definitely a plus. But no, nah, that's good, man. So, so all right, so you're from Arkansas. So how long you been doing comedy, first of all? Actually, I say 30 years. Uh, we could subtract like three of them because I had to go away for a minute. But uh, so I, I say 27. But then when I got out, I started doing this again. So it might be still at that 30. You know what I'm saying? Even yeah, keep it 30. Keep it. Ain't nobody going to subtract that little. Right around. We're going to leave little, that at 30. You went to vacation for a little while. That's all. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with it. But, right. So we're going to leave it at the 30. Yeah, that's what's up. So I ain't going to front though. Like for 30 years of comedy, you look really good. Like, uh. When you started at birth, like my, what's going on? Like you don't my look. My oldest kid, my oldest kid, thirty six. So for you real, know, like I, you, I could, yeah, I've been baking cakes a long time, bro. Let me tell you something, y'all women, <laughs> man, y'all women be looking nice, man, at these older <laughs> ages, man. I don't know these fellas, we be looking crazy sometimes, but y'all women, y'all be looking nice. Y'all be like, y'all, you got a kid that's what almost my age, if not my age. I'm like, that's crazy. <laughs> that is beautiful. Yes. But uh, yes, all four of them grown and gone, and I've been blessed with eleven beautiful grandbabies, so I'm good. Oh, so okay, real quick, how many? 
How many kids you got then? You talking about you got eleven grandkids? I actually have four. Okay. My, uh, next to the oldest son, he has five uh, children, four grandchildren for me. You know, and then my daughter, she has three, and my oldest son, him and his wife have one each, and then they have one together. So okay. her little I don't treat her no different. So she make number eleven. No, I'm with you. I, 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 I'm happy that you did that. That's beautiful. There's no need to, you know, separate all that. She's no different than the rest of them. Right. You gonna whoop right. her ass just like you gonna whoop the rest of their ass. Come on you know? now. That's it. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with it. Then you looking good now, Grandma. I'm telling you. You know. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Thank. All right. So real. When it comes to comedy, man, like, where, where, where you at? Like, what's your style? Who you, who you could maybe say you sound like, or you know, on stage? Me. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. That's I'm a good original. Answer. I'm original. Now, if you was asking somebody else, they might choose me. But uh, to be honest, it's no other Miss Arkansas. Okay. You know, and, and that's good then, to hear. I'm glad you said that. Right. Then they say stay in your own lane, but I disagree with that part. Uh, I have to change lanes because sometimes when you're in that slow lane, them people be going too slow. So you got to eventually get over to go around. So yeah. don't yeah. stay, don't tell, don't let them tell you stay in that same lane. You go around them. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. But I pretty much have my own style because uh, when I was uh, back in the day, shoplifting was my job. I was one of the best boosters there is. And okay. when I stole, I stole the best. So I always dressed nice growing up, you know, and that didn't change, even though I stopped stealing. <laughs> you know, I have, <laughs> Got to stay I have a good brother. Right, I haven't put my hand on nobody's stuff over 20 years, so, but I still dress like, you know, I got a whole lot of money. Hey, we all, I'm, I'm, I'll be out here too, man. You saw, you saw the picture I sent you, I look good. A lot That's of people don't right, know, that was a Walmart shirt. That was a shirt from Walmart. <laughs> that thing looked good on me, though. <laughs> yeah, I was like, check him out. <laughs> yeah, I tried yeah, to stay that clean. Was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I right, no, so, all joking aside, um, I can't think of no one. Uh, like I say, I am me. I never tried to be no one else. Um, every time I'm working on something, it's me that I'm working on. You know, so I ain't never tried to be nobody else. Now, the only people that I can name a few that inspired me, but then none of them make me want to be them or nothing like that. No, I got you. I got you. Um, so the show is called All Just Aside. And, you know, I want to get to down to some of the nitty gritty. What's like one, like some of the craziest things that either happened to you or you've seen in this game or whatnot? Well, I say one of the worst places I ever performed was at a bank. At a bank? The bank drive-through. You this serious? Lady, <laughs> this lady booked me and another comedian friend, and he was in his own car, and I was in a different car. 
and he kept calling me. He said, Miss Arkansas, I can't find this place. The GPS lady got me going in circles and bringing me back to the same place. And I said, well, I'm over at Wendy's. I'll be there in a minute. And I put it in my phone, and it brought me over there to where he was. And come to find out, the lady had us performing at the bank. And uh, oh my God, that's she hilarious. got out and plugged her uh, little jukebox up to the uh, socket right there by the window where you see the people <laughs> sitting at the window. <laughs> and, and she said it was for veterans. So every time I saw an old person, I got excited saying somebody would come to see us. But then at the <laughs> end of the day, <laughs> the old person was telling me to get out the way so they can get some money. That's hilarious. Now that is so, hilarious. But what I love about her, even though no one showed up, she still paid me and the other comedian for being there. Shit, she should. She was at the bank. <laughs> how she how she gonna fuck that up? You got you right at the bank, man. Get the money out. Right. Uh, that was the worst place I ever performed. That's hilarious. Um yeah, so um so you never had like, uh, what about the hacklers? Like you had hacklers or anything like that? or You know what, brother, knock on wood, out of the 30 years I've been doing comedy, I never had one of those. When I do my comedy, people listen, they laugh, they listen, they laugh. It's like I'm a school teacher or something. They be want to know what the next thing I'm getting ready to say. And then when I walk out on the stage, I already got the attention by what I have on. So... Everything else is uh, <laughs> a, 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 a wrap. But, you know, I think, uh, see, that's why I wish I was on my computer so all these texts can quit coming on here. It's all but, uh, We quarantined. Yeah. Go ahead. Right around. But when I do my comedy, I feel people come to enjoy the show, not be the show. So that's that's another reason why they love me and um, I don't have hecklers. Because if I say something about somebody in the audience, they can laugh with everybody instead of being ready to fight after the show. Now, I will tell you this. Um, like when I first started doing comedy, I was in St. Louis. Well, I hadn't just first started, but I was, it was years ago. And I was doing comedy and I had did my thing. Everybody went crazy and all of that. And rest in peace, comedian Mr. Rodney Whitfield. But he did his thing. He was the headliner. He got off the stage when the show was over. This wasn't even why the show was going on. The show was over. He walks up to me. He said, you're not funny and you're not going to make it. Oh. I said, and you ain't going to live to see me make it. And don't you know that man died a week later? Oh, oh my <laughs> he God. He died a week later. And oh. I said, well, Lord, I guess that means I'm getting ready to make it. Hey, well, uh, if not, you you know in, this, in the Bible said it's life and death and the power of the tongue. And <laughs> I didn't kill that man. Oh, don't you say that. I <laughs> You know, and even though I said that because I was angry at the time because of him saying what he said to me, but then knowing God and a child of God, you know, I had to say my prayers was with him and his family and all that good stuff. But at that moment, it was like, 
you know, I looked over there and saw that graveyard, and that's what made me say what I said to him. <laughs> it's hilarious to me. Let me tell you something. You ain't even be here to see me make it sucker. Uh, <laughs> all right. So this is this is you are also you are the first female I had on my show so far, and oh cool. I, I, like yeah, any and anything that is going on in America to me. Uh, dealing with like you know women getting a fair chance and all that type of good things. Do you feel like uh, you got a fair chance, or is it harder for a female to be in the comedy game or be get the respect that y'all deserve or whatever? You know what, brother? I disagree with that. Uh, most of the people that books me are males. And it ain't like they trying to sleep with me. You know what I'm saying? They got a lot of love and respect for me. If I had to say anything, I would say far as the big comedians, you know, a lot of them be like, uh, when I do meet them, they say, I've been watching you for a long time. And I think it becomes to that point if they watching you they see you moving you know what i'm saying and you killing yep. it everywhere you go you become a threat to them so my thing is i wish they'll stop thinking that i'm gonna take over the show and let me just help them out with the show and we end up having an amazing show no that's good that's definitely good like and i like, I, I understand that, you know, being a female is a little harder in any business, uh, period, you know, just even to be the boss. Or... Well, it pretty much just depend on who you are. You know what I'm saying? If mm -hmm. I have a, a problem with it, um, it'll be the female. No, no, It definitely. would be you the know. males, you know? Because they always uh, thinking you trying to run some or thinking you know everything or whatever. Like when I share, you better believe it's something I'm trying to keep you from going through that I done been through. Not that I know everything. I just done been through some things. Definitely, you know, you know, time and age definitely give you more insight than somebody younger than you. So yeah, I understand what you what you mean by that. But um, I always wanted to know this then. So, uh. Do women, do women comedians get groupies? Do y'all have groupies when you go on a uh, tour or whatever or out to these comedy shows and be a bunch of men like this? Yeah. <laughs> well, I can't speak for them. When I go out places, you know what I'm saying? I pretty much get my money going on back to the room. I go do whatever it is I want to do. I, me personally, I don't hang out with a whole lot of them because they'll never get to lie on me. Whatever I do going to be done in the dark. <laughs> you no, know? I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> but uh, I would say the few I have hung out with after the show, that didn't happen. Okay. You know? right. Just go out, have a good time. You you already know everybody come want a picture with you. Oh, yeah, definitely. We're going to get the pictures. We're going to get all that. I get, like, a, a lot of pictures. And uh, I get the crazy thing, I get a lot of males that want to buy me drinks. That's it. That's the only <laughs> little weird thing. I'm like, hey, hey, man, I'm good. Nah, nah I'm going to get you a drink, dog. I got you, man. 
So yeah, yeah, that's that's crazy. That's what well, I Well, I don't think uh they trying to hit on you. I think they just so excited that you was hella funny and they were showing their appreciation to you, you know. And yeah. nine out of ten they saw you earlier with a drink, so that's why they offered you a drink. Oh no, I don't think they be trying to get with me, but it just it's weird. You know, I'm from I'm from the uh north when dudes don't really say hi to you, but at the comedy show, they'll buy you a drink. It's, it's weird, you know? Well, my thing is, as long as the little waiter bring it to you, you know what I'm saying? Oh, no, no, definitely. Oh, I'll be sitting right there. Right. I'll be right Ain't there when they go to the drink. nothing in it, so... Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not with that too much. I ain't letting nobody uh, spicy my joint. Right, and then, like, uh, for a long time, they thought that's all you wanted was drinks and, and food. I'm talking about far as the bookers and stuff. I ain't talking about the uh, fans. I'm talking about the people that them book you. No, I want that money. I don't want that. Right. I buy my I own said, food. When I used to drink, I said, I got a bottle in my purse, and I ate before I left home. <laughs> Give me my money. <laughs> Facts. I'm like, hey, hey, uh, feed my pocket. Right. So or they'll say, I'm gonna send your money to PayPal. I said, my pal didn't do these jokes and don't pay him. <laughs> give me my money. Don't give it to me. <laughs> right. Um, um, you ever seen a movie? Um, what is it? Brown Sugar. It's old, older movie. You know, it was about uh, hip hop and like all. Like power or something. No, no, no. Uh, Brown Sugar. It had uh, Tay Diggs and uh, Sanaa Lathan in it. Okay. All right. So she, you know, she was like in the movie. She was a, a, a author for a magazine or whatever, and she had like this question she always asked in this in the in the show or in the movie. So the question was, when did you fall in love with hip hop? So I kind of remixed that question. When did you fall in love with uh, comedy or stand-up? Either one. It don't matter. Same thing. When did you fall in love with it? Well, when I was in school, I was an entertainer. A lot of people said they was a class clown. I ain't never been no clown. I ain't never had no big old nose, no big hat, no big shoes, all that stuff. I ain't never been a clown. But I've always been an entertainer. And... Um, like my father, that's what touched me when you said it. My father uh, inspired me to be a comedian. You know, on Fridays he get paid, he go get his little half a paint, uh, come home, drink and get mama that check and uh, you know, sit around telling jokes and uh, everybody in the neighborhood laughing and stuff. So watching my daddy and then watching other comedians like Red Fox and Richard Pryor and, and Mom Mabel and them, I was like, shit, I can do that. <laughs> and uh, so I got in a few talent shows and stuff like that, dancing and all that, but not telling jokes. And I lived in St. Louis, Missouri, and two of my friends, they were sisters. And everywhere we go, and somebody want to know who is that cute little girl right there, and my friends will say Miss Arkansas. So <laughs> they start calling me Miss Arkansas, and then I just pick that up and uh, continue to uh, Miss Arkansas, you know. So how, how long? That's where I got Miss Arkansas from. But I was born and raised in Arkansas. So how long you had that name then? 
30 years. <laughs> yeah. Okay. First I, was since, first, I was sensational. I was a scripper for two days. For real? <laughs> yeah. Let me find out. Yeah, that did work. <laughs> Let me find Miss Arkansas got a little yam or something behind her right there. <laughs> yeah, so I did that for two days, but since I didn't want to continue doing that, I didn't keep that name. So I stayed in St. Louis for nine years. I could have been Miss St. Louis or Miss STL, or mm -hmm. I could have been Miss Texas, Miss California, Miss Vegas. But I was like, no, I'm going to be Miss Arkansas. You know, Arkansas got a whole lot of states, and uh, the capital of it is Little Rock, Arkansas. So I figure, you know, I'm the capital. Mm, I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> I hold all that down. That's what's up. That's definitely so. That kind of leads me to my next question because I don't know did this happen around the same time? What was you? What what was some of the sacrifices you had to do for for comedy? Yeah, like so. What's some of the sacrifices you had to, you had to put up for your comedy career? Well, the only thing I had to do for real was uh make sure my children was raised and then grown and gone. You know, other than that, I ain't had no sacrifice. I just wanted them to get grown or grown enough where I could just go and do me instead of trying to worry about, you know, uh, feeding them or uh, covering them or none of that stuff. You know, they was old enough to take care of themselves. And, and that was my goal. Once they get old enough to take care of themselves, then I was just going to go do me. Oh, that's what's up. So many years ago, I came, I'm originally from Arkansas, like I said, and I came out to California and uh, Cookie, that tour with Cat Williams, gave me five minutes at a place called Cheers in Moreno Valley, California. And when I saw how the crowd responded, that gave me the courage and, and you know, inspired me to continue to go on. That's what's up. That's definitely... That's good, because, uh, you know, we all go through a lot of different things. But, you know, for women, like, I always wanted to know some of the different sacrifices that women had to put up. You know, you know, y'all mothers. It's not it's not easy to attach yourself from a child and not make sure they good sometimes or whatever. Right. Or just be like, yo, go with your dad. Like, nah, you can't do that right. sometimes. Well, like I said, all mine's grown and gone. So they, they up there. They... <laughs> I started caking early, so they grown and gone, so it wasn't like I was uh, running out of town and going all these places and had little kids. Okay, yeah, 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 that's good. So I've been blessed in that area, you know, where my children are grown and gone. Now I just got to figure out what I, I was going to figure out what I was going to do with this dog, but God just put that in my spirit. Yes. Yeah, so uh, when I do my now. comedy, I normally bring this little fake pony out, let it twerk and walk me out. Now, when I get back on stage, since my dog don't like nobody but me, he runs from sounds and people and everything. He be right there at my feet. So I figure I can let him walk me out, tell him to sit, do my comedy, and tell him let's go. <laughs> I ain't gotta get no babysitter for my dog. He can be that's part good. of my act. That's right. Hey, you know, this is a uh, 
CNI dog, brother. <laughs> <laughs> He's a service dog. To, I can take him anywhere. Trying to teach him a couple of tricks and stuff, you know. We getting to know each other in this old quarantine, so I think he'll be ready at showtime. No, that's good. That'd be something different. I ain't never seen a dog on stage. That'd be hot. <laughs> a lot of things we ain't seen till this happened. <laughs> so ain't no telling what all we get ready to see. Definitely. You ain't lying <laughs> about that. Definitely. Right. Uh, this, this quarantine is different, man. What kind of dog? What kind of dog did you get? What kind of dog? You said you got a new dog. Uh shit zoo. Oh, you got little, little, they call them little toy dogs. You got one of them. Well, actually, he mixed with something, so he bigger than the, the regular one, but he ain't real big. Oh, okay. I get what you're saying. Somebody, yeah. somebody took the little shih tzu ass and made a whole different type of dog. I it got you. right around. Yeah, some dog yeah. that wasn't even supposed to be on top of that dog. Got it. I know it. <laughs> Break that dog. <laughs> That's crazy. My cousin wow. used to do pits and stuff like that, and you be seeing but the dog trying to do friend, something? Right. My good friend, she breathes some, and um, I was, I put on Facebook one day saying how I wish I at least had a dog. And uh, I think I was just talking for real. <laughs> but she said, I have one if you want it. And she gave him to me. I done had him. It's getting ready to be almost three months now. But he act like I've had him his whole life. He 10 months old. Mm. Yeah, I want. I'm a. I'm. A, I'm. I'm in the process of trying to buy a house for my kids so they can get a dog. I want. I want a, a pit bull and a boxer. That's oh Lord, you want some killers? You ain't, they ain't nah, no you know what? People like people give uh, pit bulls uh, a bad rep. Pit bulls ain't nothing That's but big. Ass most babies. of the owners have them fighting. Yeah, they they ain't nothing but big ass babies and, and good protectors. That's all. Like them, I love you pit bulls. right, cause this one he'll hear something at the door and bark and then run. Like you go get them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. My cousin he used to breed them, so we fell in love with pit. So we used to be around them all the time. Like I said, they big babies. I ain't, they, I ain't saying they ain't scary, but they big babies on the low. It's just the way you train right. them, train them right, whatever. They be straight. You right. Well, long as you train it right. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm going to do the regular black stuff, give them some table food, you know. You know, act like I don't care about putting my, my stuff My dog don't eat that. I told him, I said, my dog, I took my dog to my sister. I say, sister, watch my dog for a little while. I got to go do some shows. I said, make sure you don't feed him nothing but eyes. I-A-M-S, eyes. <laughs> okay, I got it. Gotcha. So she forget what I said as soon as I left. She asked my cousin from deep down in Mississippi. You know, they say I'm country, but they way country than me. She said, cousin, what did she say feed that dog? My cousin said, hell, I think she said some ams or yams or something. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I came back and got the dog. The dog was sick. I took him to the vet. I asked the vet what was wrong with him. He said, your dog got high blood pressure and sugar. I said, how my dog get that? He said, well, ma'am, some he have eaten. So I called my sister. I said, what was you feeding my dog? She said, hell, didn't you tell me to get some yams? I said, <laughs> shit, I know what kind of yams she got. Because, man, them sweet potato pies, she make taste like she done had a 10-pound bag of sugar in them. 
So That's I true. know what them yams were like. Yeah, I'm going to kill my dog. You hear oh, me? man. No, not, come on, not my <laughs> dog now. Yeah, yeah. We used to have dogs when I was growing up. My, we had like a, uh, a Lhasa Asa, it's called. It's just like a shih tzu, same shit. And a, a Boston Terror. My parents, oh, yeah. they had to move or whatever, and they couldn't take the dogs with them. Oh, man. I, I told them, I said, I'm glad y'all took them now. We can't, like, they got that way. Instead of calling us, somebody, you know, you know, Jingles or Max died. I'm like, oh, God. I couldn't yeah, take that's a hurt feeling when yeah. something happened to them. Yeah, so I'd rather for them to, like, yeah, let's give them to somebody else and let them die there so that I won't have that issue. <laughs> One of my friends, she just tagged me on a post on uh, Facebook. I gave her a dog when I uh, left St. Louis, oh, Lord, so many years ago. And um, she loved that dog. That dog actually saved her kid life. She hosts karaoke, and she was out uh, working. And her son had left a rag on the stove, and the dog woke him up. But she was showing that the wow. dog was still alive and well. I said, that's because y'all love that dog. Yeah, God. Oh, that, that dog probably would have been dead. Yep, that dog said, okay, no, nah, no, nah, play. Hey, man, wake your ass up. <laughs> right. You got, got to live here. That's what's up. That is what's up. Dogs are smart, man. I love dogs. Like, I'm allergic to cats, so I love a good dog. Well, I would say you're allergic to cats. You got six children. Oh, no, no. I'm not allergic to that cat. No, no, no. no, no. I, I, I insist that type of cat. I insist. Don't let that cat ever go. I'll take the, right. the Benadryl or whatever shot I need to take that cat. I'm not worried about that cat. That's a good cat. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. So real quick, I'm going to ask you another good question. Uh, is there anything you could or wish you could have did better so far in your career? Um, what do I wish I could or should have? Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, well, uh, at the beginning or whatever, if I if I could change anything. Um, a life was taken years ago and I ended up doing time, but I have since then asked the mother, the kids and brother and everybody and God for forgiveness. And they say they forgive me. So I finally forgave myself. So if there was anything I could change, that's what I would change. I would bring her back. Other than that, ain't nothing in my life I would change because everything that needed to be changed, God have already changed it. Like 30 years ago, I tried Coke. He delivered me from that. I stayed on that for like 11 months. Uh, marijuana, it's been like 16 years. I haven't had that. It's been three years and two months, no alcohol. And like I said, I used to shoplift for a living and I haven't uh, put my hand on nobody's stuff over 20 years. So everything I needed to be changed, God have already changed. Oh man, you gotta listen. I mean, that is beautiful to me, what you just said, because uh, everybody has a testimony. Um, you never know who might be going through something in the moment that's probably gonna watch this or whatever. And I think that was beautiful, like, you know, the. 
you know, you sometimes when you do stuff, you got to forgive yourself, even though the people forgave you, it eats you up just as bad because you know you didn't. You probably I don't know what you did or what happened or whatever. I don't know if you want to speak about it or whatever, but I'll just say the young lady wasn't no enemy of mine. Uh, when I used to boost or whatever they want to call it, I used to actually sell her clothes for her and her kids. So she wasn't no enemy of mine. Her and my sister had a problem. They was fighting over this guy. And my sister was six months pregnant at the time. And uh, we was at the club and uh, my sister said she had pulled a gun on her like a few weeks before that. And I was in California and I ended up going back to Arkansas. And uh, that night she went to her glove compartment like she had it and she didn't have it. I ended up shooting one time. And you know, uh, those hollow points, they tear up everything and then they close your skin back up. So the only way they knew she had been shot was because of the hole in her shirt. So, and uh, like when I do shows at schools and different stuff, and I like doing them at the places where the kids consider bad, you know, and kids nobody won't no more and stuff like that. I like uh, speaking with them. And one little kid asked me if I had one life to give away, who will I give it to? Will I give it to the lady or will I give it to my mother? You know, that's going on to be with the Lord. And I told that kid, I would give it to that lady because I know my mama knew God, but I'm not sure if that lady did. And that, and that's deep. That's real deep because you, know, you said that. That's a hard question. You know? I mean, most people are like, man, I'm giving my mom, bring my mama back, but they were, um, but that's deep. Like, I remember, uh, I don't know if it was like a story or like a, it was like a question people used to ask people uh, once in a while or whatever. And I heard people say, you know, would you bring this person or would you save this person and lead a girl that you love or whatever? This is and that. And they had like different things uh, like that. And um, I remember a preacher kind of using that story in a sermon and he saved a little, he actually, he was telling a story it was pretty much saying the he said the 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 father in the story saved the little boy, not his son, because he knew his son was saved, and he didn't save. So he saved the other little boy because he wasn't sure he was saved, and right. and come to find out the little boy was the preacher that was telling the story. Wow. Yeah. So that I I mean when you were saying it to me, it kind of remind me of that. I mean I'm glad that you know you're here, you know, you're still chasing your dream. You're still doing what you wanted to do. Um, sorry for that. You know, that lady and her family. You know what, brother? Things uh, happen. Out of these 30 years of doing comedy, one of the most places I actually wanted to be was at the Apollo in Harlem, New York. And I kept trying and trying and trying to get in there on amateur night. And don't you know, they act like I wasn't nobody. And then May of last year, I was blessed to go to the Apollo with the Academy Award winner, Monique. Oh, that's what's up. That is what's up. Like, so yeah, look, you still yeah. getting out here getting blessed. Um, I, it's crazy you said something like that. Like, I never really, look, when I used to watch Apollo, I used to hate it for the comedians and other people. I was like, man, you might as well don't even go up there and do no jokes, bro. They gonna boo you regardless. 
So I and never, that's what I was telling people too. I said, I believe even if I had a made it on every night in there, I wasn't gonna get fooled. Yeah. One comedian said that he did a, a theater. He said one person started booing him, then before you knew it, a group of people were booing, then the whole theater was booing him. And he said, Miss Arkansas, have you ever been booed? I said, Yeah, I get booed all the time. I say, Dudes be in the audience say, Hey, boo. You drink, boo. <laughs> What's your number, boo? <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> you know, so yeah, I get booed. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 dope. So that I mean, these hey, look, dreams still get made every day, man. Like I want to do Apollo, uh, not amateur night, but I want to do Apollo, <laughs> and I've been working on it. But then the pandemic happened, and my 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 audition for it was supposed to be July fourth, and I don't know mm. if that's gonna happen anymore. Uh, uh, but you know what, brother? If it was gonna happen, it's still gonna happen. Oh no, I believe that part will. You know what I'm saying? So my thing is a lot. Like, say for instance, I do my own show at the Improv in Ontario, California, and my show April the seventh was uh pushed back, and then I supposed to been in um. New York at the Gotham Comedy Club back in Nyack, New York at the Levitt Live, uh, Colorado Spring, Colorado, and um, had shows in Vegas, some everywhere. And I was feeling some kind of way because they was pushed back. But I had to realize, I said, Lord, I'd rather for them to be pushed back than me pushed on so True. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? True. So whatever was gonna happen gonna still happen. I just think it's gonna be better than what it was as far as it happening, yeah. you know. Oh yeah, we gonna we we gonna work hard. A lot man. of places you would have had to know somebody to get in. I think you're gonna be able to get on them a little easier than you was at first. You know, cause a lot of these white people, they uh ain't even as we think they are because a lot of them is standing with us now instead of standing against us. So they're going to be more opening to letting us do this, that, and that, I believe. Yeah, yeah. This is, I, I think this the pandemic situation is going to be a blessing in disguise. I really think it is. Right. But me personally, like I said, if God don't do nothing else for me, he done did more than enough. You know, allow my kids to get grown and gone. 11 beautiful grandbabies. I'm not homeless. My bank account don't have a whole lot of zeros yet, but it's not at a negative zero. And to keep me on this side of the grass, I get me a chicken. I ain't got to have <laughs> lobsters and all that stuff. A young lady asked me, Miss Arkansas, you uh like crabs? I said, no, child, I done had them before. <laughs> <laughs> She said, I ain't nobody talking about the cow crabs. <laughs> I told my wife the supermarket. I'm just saying, I ain't got to have that. I told, the supermarket by my house had crabs on sale. I said, baby, can I have some crabs tomorrow? She told me, go sit on that dirty towel around the corner. I said, you funny as hell. <laughs> Fuck you. Right. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's good. Um, I got one more good question for you. Uh, okay. it's, a, it's a actually a crowd favorite, uh, pretty much. Well, um, my question is, what do you want people to take from your stand up? Like, what do you want them to learn? 
Well, I would say uh, learn that you don't have to sell your soul. Learn that you don't have to bow, bend, or, you know, do none of that stuff. Uh, just know if you just wait and whether you're a believer or not, waiting still works, but it works better if you are a believer because you're waiting on somebody that can make everything happen. But I would just say, uh, as far as the up-and-coming comedians, uh, open mic is a good thing. But if you good, don't let them open mic you to death. Oh, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Get get what you are worth. And I just, my mother used to always say to us that God's timing ain't your time. And even though I've been doing comedy 30 years, to be honest, that's like 30 seconds or 30 minutes to God. And I'm grateful that I didn't get rich and famous uh, back then because I'll already be rich, famous, and broke. <laughs> but today, I can say, waiting on God, I didn't have to sell my soul or my gold. So. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. That's good. Yeah. That's good enough. And if you love it, you know what I'm saying? We all want some money. But if you love what you do, man, sometimes you'll do it for a little nothing. No, nah, definitely. The look at the end of the day, I like doing it myself because even if this person didn't pay me what I was worth, about five more people in there to book me for something else. True, true. You know, so I just say just continue to stay true to yourself. Nah, true. That's definitely That's what true. I've been true to myself. That's definitely true. Like I I feel like uh, I love comedy so much. I would do it for free, and I don't want people to watch this and think I'm gonna do it for free. But Tyrone, don't get it the twisted. money. Yeah, the <laughs> money to me is a uh, is pretty much more of a respect. Like yo, I, I I I believe and respect that you can do this professionally. Or, right. Or I, I believe that you you are worth something. So that's more what the money is for me, man. I do I do comedy all every day for free. Talking to my wife and talking to my friends and <laughs> talking to people like whatever. Like we doing this right now. We gonna laugh. Have probably people gonna watch it and laugh. It just it's for free. Wow. But I, I, at the end of the day, I want the money. I want it. Hey man, it's don't come. Like you said, don't get it's gonna twisted. Come. I need yeah. mine. Yeah, know? it's gonna come. And then like uh, once this uh, virus is over, or whatever, they really gotta give me what I'm worth. Cause I'm not gonna go out there and take a chance on getting sick for no crumbs. Cause I no, could do like the little Geico lizard and stay at home and save some money. No, the devil is exactly. But if they talking some decent change, I put that mask on and go out and uh, slang them jokes. No, I'm with it. I'm with that all day. Uh, like I told you uh, earlier in our interview, when I did your interview earlier, that uh, my first joint gonna be this Saturday. Uh, you know, I hope, hope it work, go good. I hope I don't have to wear the mask while I perform, but. Well, let me tell you how God work, Will. I just got a call before I came on here with you. Uh, I got a Skype audition for a game show out of, out in Hollywood. So I pray that go well. I pray on I what got, they I, looking for. They done reached out to me, so. 
Well, I'm, I'm excited to do that on Friday. So ain't no telling what all gonna happen. Like I've been doing my uh podcast on Zoom eleven weeks now, zooming through the pandemic with comedian Miss Arkansas. And at first when I did it, I said I had a little podcast and God said, take little out of your mouth. I took it out of my mouth and out of my spirit. And God have been blessing me to interview uh, casting directors, movie producers, designers, and uh, all kind of people and special people. You know, you're special to me, but I'm just saying. I know what you mean. I'm I'm saying. People out of Hollywood that can put your put your face somewhere. That's what I'm saying. Nah, I got you. You know, you, you give me the, with your little with your gold teeth. You give me that uh, Baps feel. <laughs> you give me the little Baps. Holly Berry was on Baps. This man, may he rest in peace. He got that put in my mouth many years ago. I told him I'm gonna be the only one left with some gold. Everybody else gold gonna be a cash for gold. But we broke <laughs> up and. <laughs> He said, you got two things I want. I said, what? He said, I want my ring back. I took it off and threw it to him. I said, what else you want? He said, I want my gold out your mouth. I said, how you going to get that? Don't you know that mine hit me in my mouth and my mouth was numb for a week? Oh, God. <laughs> but, but that gold still, still there. Look, <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> Definitely, yes. definitely. <laughs> I, I, I had some gold grills. I got to get me some more, man. I want some bad. Wow. Well, this one don't come out. Oh, yeah. You got that forever. I got going. this yeah. one in St. Louis, Missouri, down on Page Avenue. They said that dinner's ain't even there no more. I said, well, that's where I got it from. Yeah, yeah. My aunt got a gold tooth. She got a gold tooth, and then she got like a little star on one of her teeth. I said, look at y'all little country bumpkins. Mine's got a D on it. It was for Dan. That was his name, Dan. But then when we broke up and then he passed away, now I said it's for Dick. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey. (laughs) We grown. (laughs) We grown. This is a grown show. The other day, time I put vaccine in us and putting a uh, mark of the beast in us. And they talking about putting all kinds of things in us. I uh-huh. told them I've been in this house almost three months by myself. Ain't nothing going to me but a penis. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, they not going to let go. That's better be what they got. Better not be no needle or nothing. They're going to be a good cussing out. <laughs> oh, man. That's hilarious. <laughs> that is hilarious. Only gonna be a penis, not nothing. Mark of the beast. I got you. <laughs> well, right, tell about a mark of the beast. Hell, I got, I'm trying to get rid of some of these stretch marks. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, real, damn mark. Hey, hey, real niggas like stretch marks though. I just want to let you know that real niggas well, like. Well, they love mine. So mine look like a map. That's right. We like we like to look at the map. We like to see it. We like to give it a little earthquakes. Depends on where is it at. Make it shake and jiggle a little bit. Uh, yeah, I got you. I got right. you. Um, wow. Look, I had a good, blessed time with you. Um, I want you to let people know what you're working on, what you got coming up, and then where they can follow you and stuff. Well, at the end of the day, I ain't working on nothing. 
I'm just going to let God do whatever it is he going to do for me. You know what I'm saying? I done made many plans and they all failed. So everything mm. I do now, I'm making sure it's God's plan. So other than that, uh, different casting directors and film directors and stuff like that then say what they going to do. And I'm just praying that God touch them and make them do what they say they going to do. Uh, I got a big show scheduled for September the 5th out here in Las Vegas. So I pray that go well. But even if we don't get to go out and be around people, they going to uh, still scream that on uh, pay-per-view or um, Netflix or one of these places. So it'll still be worth the while. And then, like I say, I got to do a, a casting call on uh, Skype this Friday. So a lot of things just going to happen, brother, without me knowing about it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, just because I'm, I'm keeping the faith and I'm believing and I'm just on the right track now. So a lot of things just going to happen. But far as me working on something, I'm not working on. The only thing I'm working on is getting some more amazing people on my podcast on Zoom and praying that that uh, turn out to be a talk show uh, like my girl, uh, Wendy Williams or somebody. You know, I don't want to replace nobody. I just want to join them. So. Yeah. What's the name of your podcast again? Y'all let people know what the name of the podcast. It is Zooming Through This Pandemic with Comedian Miss Arkansas. And Zooming don't mean that we're going through it fast. It only means that we're going through it together. And it's Monday through Saturday. And if I do a Sunday, you better believe that person is very important, <laughs> you know. But I normally don't do it on Sundays, just Monday through Saturdays and it was at 6 p.m. and 8 p.m. Pacific time. And now I got people all over the world letting me interview them. And their time is different from my time. So that means I have to pretty much uh, work with whatever time they have. So I've been doing them three and four times a day, different times. So I have to like snack in between time and then eat <laughs> late at night. But I be up so it don't bother me it ain't like I gotta eat and go to sleep so I still be up so but it's working out that's what's up that's what's up and so where, get, where can people follow you well my name is Arkansas I represent the south I got me a gold in my mouth in case you don't know <laughs> take a closer look make sure you follow me on Twitter Instagram and Facebook I really need you to follow me over there on Instagram, help a sister get her numbers up. It that since the industry want that to be, you know what I'm saying? And I don't even understand why your numbers have to be up. Cause at the end of the day, uh, a lot of shows I've done with some big comedians, wasn't nobody in there, but the people I had brought. So them numbers really don't mean nothing, but if that's what the industry want, help a sister get her numbers up. Okay. Well, that's what's up, man. Listen, Miss Arkansas, uh, the Miss Beauty pageant, uh, <laughs> Miss <laughs> <Ms>. D. <laughs> uh, I, really, right. I really appreciate you uh, doing this um, with me today. 
Um, thank you for all your y'all knowledge and everything. Let me show you all these people I brought. Yeah, all the people. You run the whole crowd the with you. You run the whole crowd with you. And I appreciate that. Yeah. I see them. They all back there. Yeah, I got a whole room full of people. Mm-hmm. I, I appreciate <laughs> it coming through and, and, you know, giving us some of the real and your, your testi- some of your testimony, which is beautiful. Uh, once again, I just thank you. And, you know, God bless. Let me know. All right. And you know what, Will? You are yes, more than welcome. And, you know, I don't have a problem with sharing when I feel led to share. And I feel God is getting ready to do something that's getting ready to blow my mind. And I don't want TMZ and all them people to try to tell my story. I want people like you to be able to say, she already told us that. Facts. Yeah, that's word. Word. I feel you. Ain't nothing wrong with being an open book. Like I said right. earlier, your testimony ain't really for you. It's for other people. So, you know, that's what's You're up. You're right. Wow. Well, thank you so much. And now you are locked in. You ain't just an interview. You are a friend. Oh, you, you know what? You should have been a rapper because you've been, you've been, you've been rhyming all night and I ain't say nothing with you. Been, all right. All right. I'm about an album. Don't worry about it. <laughs> nah, nah, pre- that was real. That was from the heart. That was real. No, no, it was, no, but it was smooth, though. You could have been a pimp, too. I don't know. You out here. <laughs> I was back in the day. Yeah, it's still a nigga's heart. <laughs> I used to slap people. I used to slap them just for thinking. You heard me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But definitely. Wow. Man. I had a good this time. It's truly been a, a blessed day. And thank you so much for everything. No problem. No problem. Thank you. And God bless. All right. All right. You have a good night. Stay prayed up and covered up. We out. All right. There we go. All right, people, look, we just had Miss Arkansas on All Jokes Aside, man. Please continue to tune in each and every week. Man, thank y'all for watching. I love y'all. Y'all have a good and blessed day, man. See you later, man. How do you get off of this thing? Okay, I got it.